I invented yep. a straw, a top of straw the other day. Keep your straw thing to yourself. <clears throat> My family are functioning alcoholics almost across the board. See that chair it used to be gone. If it turned out koalas were good for erections, we'd be dragging them out of the trees. So much frothing. So much frothing. I didn't even get stomped in the dick. That's my junk. Yeah, put it away. <coughs> we on? What am I crying? Mine was a real cough. I've still got water on the left. Yeah, mine was semi real, but not really. Welcome to the caravan of COVID. The COVID caravan. We, are, we potted at the start of your Tassie trip. Now we've been relegated. We, we, we potted from Dan's house. Now you're being relegated to the COVID caravan. Not allowed in the house anymore. No. <laughs> got but it's lung. You, it got me thinking just now. Like we could make a travelling podcast studio in a caravan. I think um, who's the comedian did all those weird movies? Billy Connolly did that, didn't they? Did he? On tour, or was it Jim Owen? No, it was Jim Owen. I've seen a few of them. Now, Tom Green. Oh, the guy from... Freddie Got Fingered. Yeah. With the, yep. Yeah, so he toured around America in a... Not in a, like in a like a van that he pimped out, but he had his podcast studio in the back. He was on Rogan talking about it, but maybe that's the future. Road tripping. We get busy though. This is the problem. So oh, we had great plans to pod when we were here, but we did one straight off the bat, which I thought was fire, and then yeah. things we <laughs> just got real busy, and then ended up with COVID. So yeah, well, the, catching COVID. Um, I mean, you can't sugarcoat it. It it ate up a lot of the trip. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Adventure Time Tassie, we got up to a bit, but the main idea was to come to Tassie for your wedding. Yes. So, before the wedding, obviously we had the Bucks, people want to know what, what we got up to, cover that briefly, it wasn't too rowdy. Yeah, I mean, as far as Bucks goes, um, most of my mates who've got married, they got married, you know, 10 years ago sort of thing, when they were, when people normally get married, maybe, not like old fucks like me, but... And like we were a lot looser back then, and the, at the Bucks, like things got loose. Like Dan, whose caravan we're in right now, for his Bucks, he got stripped nude. He got he had his penis coloured in with a permanent marker. <laughs> he then got tied up, put in a shower, covered in flour. He had tubes put down places. Um, I mean, we didn't injure him. Actually, no, he did get injured. He did. Someone threw a plate. Did we talk about this last podcast? No. So we were sitting around the fire just relaxing and we had the boat in another position in the backyard and people would hang out in the boat for whatever reason. It's nice to hang out in the boat. And someone just threw a plate, like a plastic Tupperware plate, like a Frisbee. And it did like a full boomerang, went around, went around and just targeted Dan, whose bucks it was, and hit him between the eyes up on the forehead, split his head open, knocked him like flat to the ground end up having to take him to the local, um, it's not really a hospital, but medical centre to get <laughs> stitched up and then brought him back and back to the Bucks. Carry on. Were you, so, because you, as you said, a few of your mates are all married already. Were yeah. you worried about the repercussions that you've, or is that why you've taken so long to get married? You thought that you'd it's let them blow over One of the years. reasons, definitely. Because I've often been the instigator of these things, like Whitey, mm. good mate of mine. Like he's, he, he, I bought all these Veet, you know Veet, hair removal yep. cream, and I had it there with the idea that maybe would strip all the hair, he's a hairy man, maybe will strip all the hair off his body, 
and we weren't necessarily going to do it, but he was acting like such a an asshole at his bucks that I just looked at it, everyone and said, Aaron's being a dick. Grab him, and we like covered him in feet, and they removed all the hair from his body. But we, in the process, we burnt all of his skin as well because it's oh, nasty shit. So yeah, I was, I was, I wasn't worried, but I was expecting it, and I was just gonna, you know, when something bad happens, you can relax and go with it. So that was my mental state going into the Bucks. If you guys are gonna fuck me up, I'll just go with it. I feel like. Yeah, you didn't really need an excuse for a bender. So in the end, it turned out to be pretty tame. There's lads, we hadn't planned too much. We just had, you know, lads down at your shack at White Beach. Yeah. Drinking beers, having barbecues. On the balcony, overlooking the water, drinking beers. I did my top 50 songs of all time. We listened to that while we just got like really pissed. That's a playlist worth sharing, I reckon. Yeah. You've still got it. I've still got it. It's on my Spotify. I'll I'll share it on on the uh, Instagrams. That's pretty cool. We actually went for a surf, didn't we? Robbie Tuck took us out in the boat. We went uh, went over to Roaring, had a surf. They dived, got a cray or two. Yeah, that was New Year's Day. Like, yeah, so hungover, <laughs> jump in a boat, get dropped in the middle of the ocean <laughs> to go and surf, just feeling terrible. Jumped off the boat into just a school of blue bottles, <laughs> and then the boat takes off. <laughs> like, I don't really want to be here right now. <laughs> You're a bit uh, tight. I was a bit crook, almost one allegedly. Potentially <clears throat> might have been feeling a bit under the weather, but you know, you never know because it was masked by a hangover. So yeah. it might have been. I think that's like moving on. So the Bucks was great. We did, we got out on the boat. Shout out to Robbie Tuck for, for bringing the boat down and we got a surf in. And then, yeah, pretty tame on the balcony. We had a, a fire pit out the back and all got a bit loose and played some tunes and stuff. It was, it was a pretty awesome night, really. So quiet the next day. I've never seen a group of people have so little to say to each so other. So little to say. <laughs> I think that's because everybody knows each other. So it's good. People are very comfortable, but nothing happened. Like the next day, no. it was just a lot of sitting around. Oh. Hungover. Tin Monster was there. The Tin Man was down. He, he put in performance. Yeah, I think. Put in some sort of performance. He, Belly button. He, Jesus. What's going on there? Yeah, that's a party trick. Tin Man, you need to get that sorted. You need to see a doctor. <laughs> It's his party trick. It's horrible though, and it freaks people out. He's got a um, umbilical hernia, so his belly button basically looks like a golf ball. Oh, it I'm sticks like, out, and it scares people when he flashes. I'm traumatized it. from it because he, he made me touch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you had your finger in it at one point. Yeah, it's didn't fucked. You? It's you hurt. touched his insides. Oh man, like trauma. Yeah, can't talk about it. <laughs> Get those itchy feelings. Um, right, so Bucks, grand old time. Good. But lads. Just saying, like uh, post Bucks and post a lot of things it's very hard to differentiate between because we were on a bit of a bender around the bucks and then you know there was a couple of days in between it's rolled my birthday into the, wedding, the day before your birthday so we were on it it was hard to differentiate between are you feeling ill or are you just hung over and no, no one really seemed like they had COVID no especially not me coming from Perth the freshy yeah. clean skin there's no cove there no cove uh, but then the wedding so yeah s- so Skip forward. I don't know how much truth we want to... <laughs> well, no, the wedding, on all reports, everyone... Look, it's a tough time to go to a wedding because there's a lot of fucking Omicron getting around. And um, we had people from Sydney, from Melbourne, from Perth, from Brisbane, from all around Tassie come to the, the wedding. The UK. Someone flew in from London. A couple of people... Yeah, no, yeah, two people flew in from London. And they were dropping like flies. Like a lot of my close mates in Melbourne didn't make it because they all got COVID on New Year's Eve. 
like did the right thing yeah, stayed away stayed away and that's like 10 people that dropped so that was disappointing but and I was like giving them shit it's like why did you go to a New Year's Eve party and get COVID you could have come to my wedding and got COVID instead <laughs> so how many people out of what percentage of people well, but, well, ended up let's just say everybody that went to the wedding talked it up as one of the best weddings they've been to and they had a great time Unfortunately, <laughs> in the following days, a large proportion of the people that were at that wedding ended up with the Omicron cold. Let's just count. There was 10 people that didn't get it. I know of 10 that didn't get it, but I haven't, like, I think there was 85 at the wedding. There was meant to be more than that, but as I said, they dropped off. I know of 10 that didn't get it. There's probably a couple more that didn't, so I'd say there's a solid 80%. But it's fair to call it a super spreader event. 100%. <laughs> It was a super spreader. And no event. regrets. I think the everybody that turned up knew what they were in for. And Yeah, no regrets. A few people like it is what it is. If you choose to socialise at this time, <laughs> you're putting yourself at at risk of catting it. And it like everybody's we're now a week or no, what are we? Almost two weeks later. Ten days later. What day is it? Monday? Yeah. We're now ten, eleven days post wedding. going on two weeks. Everybody has recovered well. One of my aunties is still a bit sick, apparently, so we're just waiting on her, and um, then we can call it a great success. Um, oh, so the, where, where was the wedding? What was the place called? Uh, Glen Alban Estate in Taruna, which is just out of Hobart. Pretty sick spot. Near the Shot Tower. Epic um, views. We'll have to whack some photos up for it. Yeah. But it was cool as, uh, like I was saying to you the other day, you go to a wedding or sometimes a house party or, or whatever, and you can't, might feel a little bit out of place. Like, weddings are cool because you can talk to anybody. And it's like, how do you, you know, who do you know? Why are you here? It's just such a cool vibe, like, to actually, I don't know, it's a different place. But at yours, I was just wandering around everywhere. And, like, everybody, like, I seemed to know most of the people there. Yeah. It was sick. It didn't feel out of place at all. I was, no, it was a sick crew. You know, it was sick as well because I had to have eight groomsmen, which was a ball ache. But it ended up being pretty sick. Pretty fun. Yeah. Before the wedding, we just all at my parents' place, having beers and barbecue, getting ready. And then we, Dan, the best man, organized a troopie, like a, just a troop carrier that could fit everyone in the back. So Ten of us. Because yeah. we had the celebrant in there as well. The celebrant who's a mate of mine, Ed Lush. Shout out to Ed. Did a great job. So we just piled in the troopie, hit a pub on the way. <laughs> I, like, I feel like ours, ours might have been a bit different to the bridesmaids. Like, everyone very relaxed, yeah. very chilled, couple of snags. Oh, we got to go yet? Yeah, all right. Wandered down. It's like, we got time to hit a pub? Of course we do. A few people <laughs> like, were saying, we don't have time, but my brother stepped up and was like, we've got time, we're going to the pub. <laughs> okay, <laughs> James is in charge. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, I liked it. Perfect vibe. So, um, yeah, pretty epic show. I don't know what more to say about it. You, you sang a song to your wife. A oh, yeah, so... Mel has always complained that whenever I've played music, I, I never dedicate a song to her. But like, I wouldn't, wouldn't dedicate a song to anyone, really. Oh, but um, so Dedicated it, a song to me once. The yeah, cuddle machine. No, I've probably I've dedicated <laughs> yeah. a few songs to the mates, but not to chicks. Um, yeah, so she was like, oh, it'd be cool if you played me a song. And it was, it was doing my head in, like, what fuck song am I going to play? I had this one that was a half-written song, a bit of a love song. So I, like, finished it, played it, and it went down a treat, like brought the room to tears. People loved it. There was <laughs> weeping. It was it was brilliant. People were, what did Stuart Churton 
uh, from two podcasts ago. I probably shouldn't read what he said because it was pretty funny. Because I think the ladies seem to like it. I think in a in a wedding situation, it's the air is charged, right? Like yep. every anyone who does a speech, it's hard to fuck it up, like because people just want to hear it. People want to feel it. They want to laugh. They want to feel the love. So I it was I was worried about this song. I was like, oh fuck, it's gonna be shit. Like um, people aren't gonna like it. I'm gonna fuck it up. I was stressing out about it, but it's so like charged that people just eat shit up at weddings. I think it was on WhatsApp. Cherto said something about. Uh, it's probably not worth me reading out because, in hindsight, it's going to be pretty rude. It's pretty, yeah, maybe just leave that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got that. Anyway, too. he was right. There was a lot of wet eyes and thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, we'll, we, yeah, um, we won't post it but anyway uh, good and so that's that good aftermath pull up alright so the next day pulled up okay felt hungover we were at a hotel but we had the like a afternoon everyone who wants to meet at the pub a lot of interstaters so we're like come meet at the pub I have a recovery sesh did that um, then that night I don't want to point fingers, but Maddie didn't turn up. Maddie, one of the bridesmaids, didn't turn up. She was a bit crook. Mm. Didn't think too much of that. We're all hungover. You know, what's COVID, what's a hangover. But then that night, I felt a bit shit. Mel felt quite shit. So we got back home and did the Cove test. I think we were the first two to do it, me and Mel, the the newlyweds. And like instant positive. Instantly. So we'd been um, maybe doing the right thing by by yourselves by not testing up to the wedding because I didn't want to ha- implicate myself and have a you yeah, know, a no positive point. test because then I would have you know plausible deniability was, yeah pl- and everyone was in pretty good health really other than hangovers yeah so but I took a test and uh, as soon as <laughs> the little rat tests you watch the line or the, the fluid like creep up through the test and as soon as it got to that indicator line it was just block solid yeah. I was like yep yeah, that, that's You've me. Got heavy got COVID. Got <laughs> heavy vid. We had heavy COVID. So, I, so we had everyone's email from the wedding. So I was like, well, fuck, what do we do here? I just email everyone saying, just so you know, there's been a couple of positive cases from the <laughs> wedding. You don't want to name names and point fingers. And then jumped in a bunch of group chats. And then over the next three days, or probably over the next five days, pretty much everyone just was testing positive. But um, And that's when I got ejected to the COVID caravan that yes. we're in now because I'm staying at Dan's place. And I got got uh, packed up a few things. The caravan, mind you, is sitting out the front door. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll post a picture of the caravan. It's literally at the front of the house. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't positive at the time. So they uh, cancelled plans thinking everybody's going to actually end up with it. And I got to the cough fest uh, in the COVID caravan. Um, but eventually everybody ended up with it anyway. So it wasn't even that bad isolating because everybody was everybody from the wedding, all my mates down here, had COVID. So it didn't actually matter in the end at all. No, like technically we could have all just hung out because like everybody all all had it. There was a few a few that didn't, but like, yeah, technically could have all hung out. Maybe it was a great group chats. Like everyone, they, this Omicron, we're all vaccinated for one. So maybe, who knows if it's, if it's not as bad. On all reports, it's not as bad. And maybe the vaccine helps as well hard to say but everybody 
had their moment of being crook. How was it for you? Tell, talk us through the you've had the COVID because I'm going back to Western Australia, right? Yeah. As he's living in the future, the rest of the country is living in the future um, and WA is just waiting for it to come because yeah. Tassie opened up and then boom, 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 cases everywhere, everybody had it. Yeah. And, and like, I'm going to go back to Perth and they're going to open up on the 5th, but they're waiting for this They're going to be frightened like, and you're just like, I've already, I've done it. I've had it. Everybody's going to be crook. What we noticed here was no one could get staff, right? For like um, pubs, pubs, restaurants, shops, whatever. Everything, because you have everything. to take a week off. So there was just, the, everything was closing and that's what, Perth has got coming. Yeah, and they've slowly like made it less and less. It's like, all right, it's a week, and you don't have to test it at the end of the week. And close contacts now, you basically have to have like had like oral sex with someone to be a close contact. <laughs> yeah, it's full. Yeah, it's going to be full on. But so, what what was COVID for you? How did you feel? Because I think I got mine potentially maybe pre wedding, and yeah, I was mixed well, in with the hangover. For me, so I don't know. that night, so two nights after the wedding, I had a bit of a burning chest and a bit of a. That, but like not a crazy one I've had worse and then in the morning just felt just a bit over, like sore chest and overall just a sick feeling yep but I was hung over again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's hard to differentiate but the chest thing was like oh that shit that's a red flag and, yep. and Mel she'd been sweating and had a bit of a trippy sleep so then so that was as bad as it got for me Saturday, Sunday once I chested positive it was just very very tired like I slept most of the day and night and just sort of got up to eat oh, I didn't lose my appetite didn't get real sore lungs it was like more upper lungs yep. so just coughing up shit but not like so it hurt it wasn't dry or anything it was quite yep. moist <laughs> moist well yeah I, I had the body aches I think the sign for me I was staying at the casino those two nights Yeah, I walked up 10 stairs and I got to the top and my legs were like burning like I'd walked up half yeah. a mountain and then and I stopped took a few deep breaths and I was like oof that was really difficult yeah. and then that's when it twigged I was like oh I might have I might have the vid here yeah my parents place <laughs> has got like a hill at the front and I think I went down to like just go for a walk and walking back up that hill like it felt like I was climbing Everest like you just yep. lack lack of oxygen and the advice from the government is to rest and exercise that's what they say. That's the, that's the Jesus, email. Exercising right. pretty close to impossible. <laughs> but rest and exercise. But I recommend getting going for a walk, getting yeah. out there, getting the vitamin D. I've been smashing the, the vitamins. Uh, yeah, I've eaten a lot of vitamin C tablets. I think, so those two days, like, the only thing I'd say is it wasn't, I've had way worse sicknesses, but it did fucking linger. Like, it was, it was solid five days before I... I went for a walk after five days and then I did like a 3k run after six days but it just that tiredness it's lingered. hard exercise yeah. is hard we went for that surf on day six when you got released day seven yeah and yeah. it was it was difficult yeah but I feel like we're back now because we've just spent a couple of two days up the east coast oh, wait well just what's got you frothing today <laughs> what's got <laughs> <laughs> enough COVID talk enough COVID talk I'm over the vid I'm, I'm frothing. Um, I'm going to see my parents in an hour. Yep, I'm going to so, take you to the airport very soon. Um, what's got me frothing? I it's hard to to contain it because I've been frothing hard on Tasmania. I was frothing as I flew in, and I've still been just loving it. I think people down here are tougher. It's tougher people in Tassie. Cold, cold weather people are tougher because mm -hmm. they do shit. It does, it's rainy. It's like you just get out and do it. And I think Perth might have softened me up a little bit because 
if it rains in Perth, it's raining for a week and you're just like, well, fuck it, we won't do anything because we'll wait until the rain goes and we'll, you know, we'll have pleasant times. Yeah. But if you waited for the rain to go in Tassie, you'd never do anything. 100%. And people are tougher down here and I'm appreciating that and I'm taking that vibe back to, into 2022 with me. Yeah, I think because part of like living in Tassie is, like if you live in Melbourne or Sydney, you know, there's things to do and the things yep. are like go and see a band or go to a restaurant or go to breakfast. a park or go to breakfast. And like, there's just stuff to do in town, but the things to do in Tassie are like proper things, like yep. they're outdoor things and you do them and it's cold most of the year and you, you do them anyway. And yeah. that's just part of the culture down here, at least the culture of people that I hang out with. Yep. hundred percent. And I'm going to take that back to P-Town. I'm get out and do it the thing is it's just 35 degrees for the next three months every day well and sunny. that's just sunny. another excuse put a sombrero on no i just mean it's perfect there's there. not going to be in any adversity there's no barriers to entry yeah. to doing just, anything hey, hey, can be adverse <laughs> yeah but i think it's going to be all right um but no that's that was yeah i think just just the vibe down here has been got me frothing i've been on realestate.com i want to i want a piece of it I want to buy Mate. some of it. But uh, what's got you on the froth oh, well, lately? Just the froth. So the last two days, just some adventure time. We, So newly wed, I worded up the, the wife and said, look, Waz is only here for a few more days. There's an East Coast swell coming. You've been married for a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One week. And which has been spent in, in isolation, which is not that bad. But I was like, I need to, let's, we'll do something next week. But this weekend, I mean, was, I need to go surfing. Little gaycation. Little gaycation. Got a, got a little Airbnb for two, which was just a double bed. So I had to sleep on the floor. But um, shot up the East Coast and just scored, like, it was a pure surf mission, really. Like, we surfed for three hours on the first day. You did. I had to take a break to go and do a poo. But, um, <laughs> yeah, three hours of pretty well pumping surf in the fog. Bit eerie, but pretty cool. Super foggy. Like for two days, foggy. Yeah. The point break was so we surfed. What Minecraft? Is that a secret spot? Can we blow we it out? We have to beep that out. Fuck. Right. 100% beep that Minecraft. out. Yeah. It's a beach on the east. Stop side. saying it because that's <laughs> editing. <laughs> but you, you're like off the rocks and you couldn't even see the car park. Like you couldn't see the rocks to line anything up. It was super eerie. But because of that, super glassy. Yeah. So fun. Like after my poo, I came back. And I could not see any of the surfers, but I could tell it was still pumping. So I was like, I've got to go back out. I'll just yeah. paddle into the fog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the froth is that just, yeah, just like that was a pure surf trip. Like surf three hours in the morning. There happens to be a, a brewery nearby. So we popped in two pints, bowl of chips, bowl of calamari, back out for another two hour session. <laughs> Very hard <laughs> lying, sitting on a board, <laughs> lying on my stomach, <laughs> full of chips and two pints. Two pints is filling. Yeah, man. And then, yeah, we had all these plans to podcast when we got back to our, our gaycation, um, but just too too tired. I think COVID might have played a part, but five hours of surfing probably played a part. It was just a zombie, just sitting there staring at the TV. I think the cricket was on. I couldn't speak. Cricket was, was on. so yeah. cooked. But it was sick. And then to, we woke up in the morning and did it again. It was, it was like a groundhog day. Yeah. Foggy, glassy, slightly smaller. But then we, had, we surfed the tsunami. Oh, the, where yeah, was because, the tsunami? Because we're on the east coast of Tassie, we got the tsunami warning saying at 10.30 tonight, tsunami's coming. It's like, And we're staying at the coast. I was I was frightened. <laughs> <laughs> the only, potentially, like it, it would have been interesting to see a few waves, but you just saw it on the boys, like when you were looking at the, the wave boy, that the swell had dropped slightly, but the maximum wave heights were up above Jumped three up metres. Three meters. Yeah. This is all anecdotal and just made up. 
That's what know, our podcast pseudo is. Pseudoscience. But that happened. <clears throat> and then the other thing is the swell was meant to drop off. If anything, it got... Like, it sort it of picked kicked. back up again. And even today, it's still the same size as yesterday. I reckon there's an excited sea state from uh, the tsunami, uh, and it's pushed the swell yes. back up. Yes. <laughs> I agree. And then there I'm were a few no logs in the lineup. Like, there was... There was logs and trees in the lineup. Logs, it is a river sticks, now. trees, seaweed. I caught a quite a good wave, and it sounded like I hit a log, but my board didn't look like it. But I got launched like the board over stopped. the handlebars. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Actually, nailing East Coast surf, but it got it my froth back big time for surfing. Like that's just like it wasn't like completely uncrowded, but in the big scheme of things, there was there was not really many people surfing, and it was pumping all day long. We've got a surf diary running this year. Something I've done when I was like probably 19. Kept a surf diary. But I'm going to just write them down, all the surfs. See if we can get to 100. That's the goal. The goal is 100 surf sessions for the year. Play along at home. I'm a few ahead because I allegedly might have snuck down to Eagle Hawk Neck when that last swell yep. uh, hit and everybody was isolating. Yeah, and you got another surf in Remarkable Caves when I was too hungover. I yep. just watched. <laughs> so you're two up. But I yep. got one. I made one session into two by having a poo in the middle. If you get out of your wetsuit and Which drive a car, then yeah, yeah, I, dr- that's I drove two the sessions. car four kilometres to the closest toilet. <laughs> I didn't four miles? To, about, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was probably about four miles, yeah. Um, because I didn't have toilet paper. I always got toilet paper in the car. There's a tip for young players socks. Yeah, I only had brand new Christmas socks, so that would have yeah. been pretty, pretty brutal. Disappointing. Flannelette shirt pockets as well. That's the other backup. Yeah, old t-shirts. Yep. Yeah. All of the above. A stick. A stick. So that's my froth. Good surfing. Where are we at? Talk to me. So that that's pretty much the Tassie trip. Now we're here. This is your gun in the airport. COVID caravan. I'm locked out of WA, which was obviously foreseeable. Yeah. So. That was always going to happen. So I'm over to head off with. Uh, Park up in Torquay, see Gilly, I think. Yep, Matt Gill, podcast regular. And uh, yeah, that's basically well, hang on. what's going on. What's going on with Matt Gill? Because at the Bucks, you guys jumped on the Instagram live and basically did oh, a takeover. Yeah. <laughs> Gilly wants to be a host. Yeah. I'm and I'm taking the kit with me, so yeah. we could rip a few episodes out. You guys should just do one without me. I'll just dial in, see how things are going. All right. <laughs> You'll have to edit it. Yeah, that's fine. That's uh, All right, we'll do that. Yeah, because uh, I'd... Uh, Maybe we were a bit lit at the Bucks. That was well during the day as well. Yeah, <laughs> Very <bright>. light outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that'd be cool. Do one. You and Gil can do one. All right. And then Done. we'll just we'll throw it out to the Insta people. Is Gil host worthy? If he's not, we'll fuck him off. If he is, then we've got three and we don't, you know, we'll probably get more podcasts out with three hosts. I'll give you, we had a few questions on the Instagram um, from... From the people. From the people. So, I'll just run through them real quick, I reckon. All right. First question is uh, live wedding audio. I didn't do it, take any live wedding audio, um, Dave, but uh, I did get a bit from the Bucks. So, ran around, interviewed a few people. The podcast get fucked up for a bit, so I missed it. But I'll, I'll um, that's obviously for Andy's ear or our Patreon. Sign up to the Patreon, yeah. which doesn't exist. Yeah. Just send us cash. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just in the mail. Yeah, and yep. well, I'll, I'll share stories from Andy's box. If you send a, ca- a secret episode, send, DM us, for, get Waz's address, send us cash in an envelope, and we'll post you a cassette. 
a cassette. That's our Patreon. Yeah. Done. Yeah. But yeah. so what? What was the question? Sorry. Oh yeah. So that the Love. Bucks audio. Send it to me when you get around to it, and we'll have yep. a listen. And there might be some stuff. There might be some gold in there. Yeah. A lot of um, ten seven ten. Seven ten seven. Seven ten seven. Yeah, like a few of my old mates we met um, because we work all worked at KFC. Well, some of us met at KFC, and um, we were uh, food service team members. And the technique is seven ten seven. Which um, is explain it. What? Oh, it's pretty boring. Uh, uh, Surely it's deep in there. Yeah. Roll no. the chicken, flour the chicken, <clears throat> throw it in a fryer. Yeah. So you you basically you got a bag which has got two head of chicken in it, cut up. You put it into the basket in the water. Yeah. And you give it, just give it a rinse, then you throw it out in the flour in the secret herbs and spices, and then you give it seven rolls, then ten rolls, then seven pushes. No, seven pushes. So you push push it down, then you do ten rolls, then you seven more pushes. That's the seven ten seven. Then you rack it up and you put it in a um, a deep fryer which is pressure cooked. Like super dangerous. Right. Like you basically got For a kids. bomb. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, like I've still got scars on my wrist from that <laughs> shit. And and Whitey, uh, he had the record. Yeah, Whitey, he worked a lot of hours those days and he had the record for the fastest um, and also the most fucked looking chicken ever. Like he did, I think, a minute 30 pot, which is crazy. Most people take three or four minutes and just to see if he could beat the time and then the chicken goes out and it's like, the people that get this chicken are going to be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to TripAdvisor. Yeah, it's pretty loose. Like we're all like fifteen. Oh no, yeah, fifteen to seventeen year olds running the kitchen. It was a fucking shambles. Like the shit that went on. Whitey, I shouldn't use his name, but he. When you push down in the seven, the ribs sometimes stab you in the hand and you bleed. One time it hit something in his finger and it just spurted out and it spurted all over the racked chicken, like <laughs> like straight out. And then I saw him. He just dipped it in flour, dipped it in water, dipped it in flour, dipped it in water. To stop the bleeding, continued on and threw the chicken down, <laughs> covered own, in his own blood. Secret, secret spices. <laughs> that, secret spices band aid. Yeah. And the, there was a drain right next to where we cooked the chicken. Whitey would come and chat to you. There was like a a, 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 a wall thing there in the way. So you could only see his head and then you'd hear something and he'd be pissing in the drain next oh, to him. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what era is this? This is 2000s, I'd say, or earlier. Late well, 90s. Late 90s, late 90s. Yeah, yeah. If, you've, if you've got... I'm sure they've tightened things issues. up since then, this KFC. Although they're pretty hard up for staff at the moment and they're running out of chicken. Oh, uh, good. All right. might get, we might get a call up when <laughs> this COVID time. Come back in. Um, Jeffro wants to know about the pyramids. How did they build them? But that's probably when we get Dr. V on. All um, I know is that I'm not 100% convinced that Egypt is what Egypt says it is. And where did those pyramids come from? That's the only question, but we'll move on from that. Yep. And if, would a uh, native animal bagpipe orchestra work? Yes. Yep, of course. Um, what the fuck is potty fodder, loopy fruit? Potty fodder is fodder for the potty. So like, you, anything, throw us a tidbit. A little bar yeah, stack, as just like a subject it. you want to talk about, a question you want us to answer. If, like, not everyone speaks your language well, so maybe next time you say, anyone have anything they would like discussed on the forthcoming podcast? <laughs> Potty fodder. Potty fodder. Yeah, you see what I'm talking about. Potty fodder, which is feces. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Geordie Bay Brewing Co. Yep, sponsor of the podcast. I'm looking. I haven't got any over here. It's a bit. Uh, I, I should have bought them over. I, me, yeah. I didn't. It's bloody good beer, though. I tell you what. <laughs> so the Geordie Bay Brewing Co. I'm looking forward to going back. They've got new beers coming out. I haven't tried the Pinky's Pash, 
and uh, which I'm pumped for. But they've got a new one coming. It's third beers. I think they've got four in the lineup total. So yeah. and look in the show notes. We'll have a link to their website. You can get their beers. Yep, getting over to Rotto when I get back. If I make it back to WA, definitely <coughs> punching a few. What are they asking? They're asking. This is a good one. Do you call it sun cream or sunscreen? Sunscreen. Sunscreen. Yes. Right, and is SPF 50 actually twice as effective as SPF 25? Uh, what's 50 divided by 25? Two. Yes, then it is, 200%. Right, easy. Easy done. Yeah. I think <laughs> I balance between sun cream and sunscreen. Yeah, I can see that. Cream, because it is creamy. Yeah, but you don't eat it, it's the only thing. Yeah. Face cream. Yeah. It's a cream. It, it, it's a cream and it screens. So, it should actually sort of sun cream... Screen. Or sunscreen scream. Sunscreen's cream is what it should be. Sunscreen and cream. Sunscreen and cream. Okay. Yep. Yeah. There you go, Geordie Bay. No, fair enough. Brunco, that's what we call it from now on. Fair enough. We've actually got a new sponsor of the podcast too. It's um Timbo's Collapsible Straws. Um, so Google Timbo's Collapsible Straws. Um, they're now providing all the straws that we use on the podcast. All the straws can be double use. You can collect turtles upper turtle's nose once used but they actually fold up um, and go in your wallet so or sorry fold out so it's yeah. a straw but then they fold out you, you can slide it into the wallet like a banknote because no one has cash anymore so you've got space in there for yep. banknotes you slot your straw in uh, you can carry it everywhere with you yeah like if Timbo's you're going to be straws, Timbo's collapsible straws and you'll be down Phillip Island no doubt um, over the next couple of weeks you can oh, go yes. to the penguin parade ah. when those rush up you can just Penguin Whip that skewer straw out and shove it straight down a penguin's nose. Like, yeah, in take, there like a skewer, straight onto the Barbie. Because yeah. a lot of people throw straws in the bin, they slowly make their way to the ocean and then find their way into a penguin's nose. But with with these, you'll always have one handy just to ram down a fucking penguin's eyeball. Like Timbo's collectible, collectible, collapsible. <laughs> well, he's he's going to bring out some collectible straws, but at the moment it's just a collapse, collapsible collapsible straws. <laughs> yeah. Timbo's. That's T I M B O. S collapsible straws.com.au slash one off the wood to get 20% off all your collapsible straw needs. Yeah, thanks for your support, Timbo. Any other questions on the Insta? There was a few, but you know, people need to step up their game. Maybe they were confused by um, my yeah. potty fodder. That's all right, though. Bloody good. I need to go to the airport. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you to the airport. Um, do you want to wind it up? We can short and sweet just to. Summarise. We've got a song that we said we were going to play. Anything oh, else yeah. you wanted to touch on? You got a few lifts. I've got. I I'll give me some fast, fast fodder if you want. Well, I just had things about Tassie that I noticed. Blue roofs, mate. People love a blue roof and a blue wall in Tassie. Yep. I don't know why. I just noticed it. I pointed them out to you. Yeah, blue is a good colour. That's basically it. People are heavier. Blue roofs. That's Pe- all I've got. People are heavier. People are he- people are hardier. Hardier. Yeah. Oh, it's the practical clothing capital as well, Tassie. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's just your mates, but... Yeah, maybe like, that. People turn up. Always got your hiking boots. You just never know what's going what's gonna to prevail. What about... And the my, weather as well. My old mate, our old mate, Tommy G, played oh, music yeah. with him. He, I hadn't seen him in a while, but he rocked up in the exact same kit he would have been wearing his whole life, and it's, it's yeah. epic. It's like no, so no. practical. Yeah, he's, he's basically decided, like old people have decided, that beige, this is the last fashion that they need. Mm-hmm. He he decided that mid nineties that's his last fashion move, and he's just kept those pants. Same, um, same pants, same shirt. Yeah, and it's why good. wouldn't you? It's efficient. You buy good clothes that last forever. Fashion is fucking bullshit. Yeah, 
consumers. I want to see you wear that shirt for the rest of your life. It costs six bucks. I don't. You might have to lose a few kegs if you want to stay in it. By the way. Yeah. Right on. Well, let's wind it up then. Short and sweet. We'll um. We'll we'll probably get some more coming out of at a Torquay. Maybe with Gil. Maybe with all three of us. Yep, we'd like to talk about people that we get on the podcast. Yep. There's a few lined up, but obviously we'll, we won't get anyone. If anyone listens to Lipped Podcast, I might hunt down Kale because I want to know if he's actually in a domestic violence relationship with yeah, Jimmy. Is he being gaslit by, by his podcast host? Great pod- podcast, Lipped the Surfers podcast. But sometimes I find it hard to listen to yeah. because I, I, I'm like, is this guy being suppressed? What's Jimmy just like mm. Uh, mm. berates him? Yeah. But openly. Jimmy just keeps Kale at home, doesn't let him work, um, <laughs> yeah. gaslights him on everything he does. <laughs> but they're still friends. Still friends. So the song, this is a song that we probably came across in 2004 at Mount Hotham. The cover band there would always play it. And I'd always yell out, when I get down to Hobart Town. And it's got, it's a sick song. It's wedding parties, anything. The riff in it. Well, you hear it because we'll play it's, the song. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of hick in it, a lot of Tasmania. Yeah, bloody oath. Hey, you wanted to thank people for listening. Remember, you said we don't thank them enough. Did I? Was <laughs> I drunk? Yeah, we were probably. Thanks drunk. for listening, guys. Yeah, I would appreciate it if you've made it this far. It's not really an achievement because this is probably the shortest podcast we've done. Yeah, and look out for that COVID. It's it's not the funnest thing to get, but. Oh. You know, it's coming. If you're it's in WA, coming. it's coming. <laughs> and if you need it, you need tips and talk to Woz. He's lived it. He lived in the future. I'm going to be the only one employed. If you need someone to work at your bar, fast food restaurant, KFC. Yep. You got the 727. Hit me up. I'm available because I'm immune. You I'm coming back with superpowers. You should take leave and then just fill in at all different places. Just to, I could. to stack cash. <laughs> just stacking ca- stacking bills. <laughs> Righto. Well, this is Wedding Parties Anything, a tale they won't believe. Who death or liberty now there were six of us together a jolly hungry crew and as the days went by you know our hunger quickly grew and some fool muttered death or liberty so that night we made fires out of twigs and out of bark and our stomachs they kept rumbling all through the night so dark wondering trying to keep ourselves alive when the sun come up next morning well a six had turned to five and i said And I tell you, that's a fact But you should have seen the bastard Who was carrying the axe He was a sick man, he had murder in his heart And then we reached the Franklin River 
It took two days to cross We were wet and almost starving And for food we're at a loss yeah, We were hungry and we had murder on our minds So that night we made fires out of bricks and out of bark And our stomachs they were rumbling All through the night so dark Now they were making noises that the deaf could not ignore And when the sun came up next morning Well the five had turned to four And I said, A country full of tasty game for us and lent no cheer We had no guns, we were traveling without hope But the actual loom so ominous, God's hand was a play For a sick man is a type of game which cannot run away So stay easy, my good man, your time's at hand So that night we made fires out of twigs and out of bark And our stomachs, they were rumbling all through the night so dark I can't say that I feel guilty, as after all it wasn't me when the sun come up next morning, we'll pour I turn to three and I say, Fading fast, he had been bitten by a snake And you could see he would not last, so stay easy My good man, your time's at hand And when he could march no longer His days are fading fast We were far too weak to carry him Subsistence, it comes first, stay easy My good man, your time's at hand So that night we made fires out of twigs And out of bark and our stomachs They were rumbling all through the night so dark It was a messy job one we had to do And when the sun came up next morning Well the three had turned to two And I said right I'm gonna win the two crown to me Hold it down And you would not need to be too bright to know that past his ways He was a sick man, he had murder in his heart But even bastards have to rest And even bastards have to sleep And when he was in the land of Nod Straight over I did creep And the axe that he wielded was all mine So that night I built the fire Out of twigs and out of bark And my stomach kept on rumbling All through the night so dark I can't say that I enjoyed it and it wasn't exactly fun, but when the sun come up next morning, we'll look two and turn to one.
is a pack of lies, as any fool can tell. So when I got down to Hobart Town, I told my story well. Do you think they would believe one word I said? For they thought that I was covering for my mates still at large. Should they be roaming in the bush so wild and free? I'm back to Macquarie Harbor, they send me. But I remembered the fires made of twigs and made of bark, and how my stomach it kept rumbling all through the night so dark. And this young fool, he just said to me, Hey, it's liberty or death, and it looks a rather tasty one. Thank you.